Climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I'm your host, Amy Muirs, and I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where together we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how educators are utilizing the power of service learning to redesign education. So this show is really designed for young people, by young people and their adult mentors as a way to share their stories, their passion, their voices, and how they're making positive change in the world. Um, At NYLC, um, we're just coming off our 33rd annual National Service Learning Conference, and we had more than 400 youth and adult educators gathered for three days of in-person and a whole day of virtual learning, inspiration, and connection. And I have to just say, like, I'm blown away. I mean, there are so many remarkable educators out there using service learning in their classrooms, in their after-school programs, in their nonprofit organizations. And then the young people, I mean, just phenomenal um, impacts happening because of the service learning experiences these young people are, are doing in their communities and across the world. Um, our guests today, are from an organization who is making such a huge impact in the community of Washington, D.C. So uh, Lauren and Jakaira, welcome to the show. I am so excited to dive in, um, but I would love to just first, before we do that, um, and talk about the Community Enrichment Project, um, if you guys could introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us a little bit more about you, kind of your interests and passions outside of the, the work that you are doing in the DC community. Um, Jakaira, let's start with you. Sure, Amy. Thank you again for having me. It's, it's a, a great pleasure to be here and speaking with you all. Well, as Amy mentioned, my name is Jakaira. I am a youth ambassador with the Community Enrichment Project. Um, when I'm not working with the Community Enrichment Project to better our community and our youth, I am working as an event coordinator in the Washington, D.C. area. As a born and raised Washingtonian, I love to give back to my community, especially the community that gave back so much to me. And I just love the work that I do. And I love working with Lauren and the Community Enrichment Project and seeing the work that we have you know, done for others and the impact we've had. Um, when I'm not working with Lauren in the Community Enrichment Project, I am partaking in some fun activities such as dance, spin, boxing, you know, trying to stay active as best I can in this, this day and age. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit about myself and I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Thanks, Shakira. And uh, we'll have to connect about the event coordinator thing. <laughs> no, for sure. After, with all of the events we're doing, would love to pick for your sure. brain. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> so Lauren, how about you? Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Certainly. Amy, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's great to connect with you and your listeners. Um, so I'm Lauren, the founder and CEO of the Community Enrichment Project. 
And um, yeah, so I've been working uh, with our nonprofit since it was established in 2018. And I know we'll talk about that a little later, but on a personal note for me, um, outside of this work, I also, um, I'm a local uh, political science professor in DC. Um, I also work in the realm of foreign policy, which is Ooh. very exciting. <laughs> and, That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, and like my pastimes uh, are definitely eating. I like to try. Jakira's <laughs> like try- like burning the calories. Burns consuming the calories. Um, I'm so sorry. You will not catch me in a gym, but I do like to make my rounds at all of the new restaurants um, in the city. And, and I just, you know, I just want to be engrossed in other cultures. So that's how I do it through food. But uh, I also like to travel. That's, that's a favorite pastime of mine as well. Yep. Same here. So just thinking about that foreign policy, your your brain just must be going a million miles an hour with everything that's happening around. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's it's um it's always a lot because you know my day to day work definitely is dedicated to CEP, but I'm I'm also you know just doing this foreign policy work for uh, a federal government agency in the U.S. and it can be quite overwhelming. So nice yeah. to take a break from that and do this community work as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so Lauren, let's 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 learn more about the community community enrichment project. Kind of how did it start? What's its mission? What's its work? What's this organization you founded? Absolutely. Um, so um Jakira, she mentioned being a native of Washington, DC. I'm also a native. Sometimes they call us uh, unicorns because it seems <laughs> like, you know, DC is such a transient place and um, quite a, a mixing bowl. We have so many different people that are attracted to this area to either work or as tourists. Um, but just, just growing up here in the city is always interesting seeing such um, the dichotomy that's here um, geographically and just culturally is it's saddening sometimes and it's unfortunate and that's part of the reason why I created the community enrichment project I wanted to do my best to make sure communities that are often described as disenfranchised um, and underserved that they get the attention that they need from the people that live within those communities we have a lot of well-meaning nonprofits and government agencies that provide support you know in terms of whether it's financial or um you know just just in, in a variety of ways programming and housing and everything else but the way to create long-term systemic change um is through the people that live in these communities so the Community Enrichment Project is a youth civic engagement nonprofit. We focus a lot of our work on youth empowerment. We want to uplift young change makers. We want to mm-hmm. see teenagers and young adults be, you know, authentic catalysts for change in the community, um, the communities that we serve. So we work with youth, like I said, some of whom are from challenged communities, and we want to provide them with platforms to really activate we want to give them the tools and resources they need as you know from adult allies really to to make the change that they want to see um and and that's our mission it's in our name we want to enrich communities locally and also you know globally we're, we're starting to get into some international work too but all of that will happen through youth leadership um yeah 
Absolutely love it. And just I'm cheering on the inside because when, you know, to find a kindred spirit that really looks at and puts youth voice, youth leadership in the forefront and like is really like supporting young people to 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 be those catalysts of change. That's exactly um, that's why we do service learning. That's why NYLC does the work it does. So um, thank you. And I love that you guys are unicorns. Like that's, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so Jakira, tell us about your role at CEP. What do you do? I, event coordinator, heard that, but tell us more about what you do there. Yeah, for sure. So I wear many hats at the Community Enrichment Project. I just love what they do. So I try to assist as best I can. Um, but currently my roles are, I am a youth ambassador and I am an intern. And in those titles, I basically assist with different programs throughout the year, um, throughout the school year, and also throughout the summer, I serve as a lead for our summer internship program, which is my first time serving as a lead. And I'm really excited. Um, as an ambassador, though, I often have opportunities to represent the community enrichment project as a youth liaison. And in my role as a lead intern, I will serve in a leadership position where I help with program development and implementation. That's amazing. So how did you come to CEP? Yeah, for sure. So actually I was introduced to Lauren. I was um, in my final year of college last March, I believe. And she reached out to me about a digital media internship. And I honestly thought that was an amazing way for me to first continue to grow as a creative, but to also give back to a community that's given so much to me. So I I started as an intern and it's coming around as a full circle moment to be able to be a lead for the summer internship. And I'm really excited to be that mentor for the new group of um, empowering youth and just helping the community for this summer. So I'm just really excited to be a mentor and to be a lead for this new batch of like interns. So I'm wondering, um, Chikara, you know, is there, what's your, um, when, when Lauren came to you about this, like, what was your like connection to, to, um, to the work that the organization is doing or kind of why is it, why is it important to you as a native Bostonian unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was looking for work post-grad life and I was a political, I'm a political science minor. So of course I wanted to have that, that advocate background and like I wanted to be an advocate for the community. So when um, Lauren reached out to me and we set up a Zoom to just discuss what the internship would look like and she just told me that I will be able to encourage the youth and just give them wisdom and things that I have learned throughout the years and also learn with them and have such a safe space to do so I couldn't turn down the opportunity it was just what I needed at post-grad life so it was everything I could have envisioned it to be that's amazing I love so you're a political science um minor Lauren is a political science teacher right instructor mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um I love um that mentorship it sounds like you I'm going to imply a little bit. Lauren's giving you some mentorship. You're giving others mentorship mm -hmm. um, and you're creating this amazing safe space. That's, sure. that's just an amazing, beautiful thing. Um, we do have to take a brief pause. And then when we come back, we're going to dive deeper into the work of the Community Enrichment Project with Jakira and Lauren. So stay with us on the Voice of 
um, Voice America Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, today I'm here with Lauren and Jakaira from the Community Enrichment Project. Um, again, I just want to thank you both for being here and so I'm going to just jump back in, Lauren, and let's talk about how are you engaging young people in this work? Kind of how has it evolved since you first started and what does it look like now? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a great question. So when we first started um, CEP back in 2018, and actually our birth, yeah, this is April. Okay, so we're going to be celebrating our, I think, fifth birthday turning five I don't know how to say it but we we'll say for a fifth, couple years. fifth year of being amazing unicorn exactly. <laughs> yeah there we go um yeah so we established a CP in April 2018 actually wow, wow. congrats like Thank oh my god congratulations five years that's huge congratulations oh my gosh yes in in five years including um this unfortunate pandemic it makes it feel like a whole lifetime it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, so when we first started CEP, um, we would offer free, no cost programming to youth, um, mostly on the, the weekends at, you know, local um, libraries and, and things like that. And we just wanted to engage with youth and give them an idea about what civic engagement looks like. Um, and so we would have workshops and, you know, breakfast, lunch and things like that. We, so we started off really small and we also wanted to test the waters to see how young people felt about this type of programming. And since then we have really, really blossomed. Um, we partner with local schools and local um, youth development organizations and we offer our programs free of charge still um, to, to them. So what that looks like this school year since we're finally back in person 
Um, we're working at a, a few schools in Washington, D.C., and we have some international partners where we offer virtual programming as well. But yeah, we just go in and work through our curriculum that focuses on youth civic engagement. And so we also have four major pillars uh, that we use to introduce the idea of civic engagement. And those are advocacy, activism, uh, political participation, mostly uh, voting is what we focus on there, um, and volunteering. And I, I honestly believe that volunteering is like a gateway to uh, civic engagement because a lot of our young people are already introduced to the idea of giving back in the form of you know volunteer projects. Um, here in Washington, D.C., youth have to earn a minimum of 100 hours in order to graduate from high school anyway. So, you know, they're very familiar with the idea of volunteering, but they don't always have this authentic sense of, you know, community involvement in different ways they can be civically engaged outside of that. So we, we really want them to see that there are so many different ways they can show up for their neighbors and, and their family, friends and peers. Um, and that's what we've been working on these past couple of years. So it has been a, a huge blessing to see the program grow, to see all of the youth that we have activated through our various programming. Uh, and outside of the school year, like Chikara mentioned, we, we also have a digital media internship program. So now we're able to offer year round programming and it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's wonderful. I love the four pillars. Um, and so, you know, NYC is all about service learning. And I just like, I see how service learning um, is kind of a thread throughout all of those, you know, because it's about learning. It's about civic education, right? That participation and, you know, young people, seeing different ways that they can really make an impact. And so when you think about, you know, advocacy and what that can look like, activism, um, the political um, participation, voting, you know, don't, you know, use your voice um, on election day. Mm -hmm. And then how volunteering can make such a strong, um, can really impact your community when, you, when you're not looking at it as hours that you have to check a box on that it's really about the impact that you wanna make. That's, um, that's an amazing thing. And I love that it's spreading internationally. That's exciting. Just, it sounds like you guys in the last five years have just really been able to take this idea and just make it blossom, which is beautiful. And I think one of those blossoms is this uh, Youth Voices Amplified, right? So uh, Jakaira, can you tell our listeners about Youth Voices Amplified? Kind of what is it about and how can young people get involved if it's open for that? Yeah, for sure. So the Youth Vo Voices Amplified is the Community Enrichment Project's podcast that is operated and run for youth and by the youth. So we encourage youth and young adults to discuss topics related to the U.S., also internationally, um, that matters to them so they can get perspective on it and have a dialogue surrounding it. Um, we have had youth discuss topics such as gun violence, mental health, and also what it takes to prepare for college and like taking, getting scholarships or doing student loans and things of that nature. Um, our youth advocates and activists who are interested in being on the show can reach out to the Community Enrichment Project 
project to apply and and anyone who is listening currently can um of course tune in as well and you can listen anywhere to um the broadcast we're on um all streaming platforms and it'll be the community enrichment process prog- project excuse me um voices amplified podcast that's, that's awesome so another great space and place to hear youth voice, right? Like that's what it's all about. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) Um, So Lauren, I'm going to come back to you and, you know, obviously you've done an, you know, an amazing um, job with like bringing your vision to life. And I'm wondering what you've learned about the young people that you've been involved with in this work. And and kind of what do you think is the most, what's most important to them? Like, what are you hearing when you're working directly with young people? That's a great question. So I think one, one thing that I've learned as, you know, just a, a leader, um, an expert in my field, just working in youth development and um, youth and civic engagement work, is that there are often a lot of misconceptions that adults have about young people. And um, I, I say this, if you're going to be a teacher of any sort, if you're going to be working with youth, then you really need to recognize what your role and responsibilities are as an ally. And you, you really need to do everything you can to meet youth where they are. And just, not, just, just get rid of any kind of um, assumptions that you may have about them, like check that at the door because they teach me so much. They teach me a lot. Um, Some of the misconceptions that I had going into this work is that youth aren't really interested in community work, that they are apathetic and disinterested in civic engagement. Um, And I just learned that simply is not true because we, we tend to hear a lot say around election time that youth don't show up at the polls. But we've seen over the last couple of elections, that's not true. It's, mm-hmm. We have to make sure that they are invested and they feel like their voices are heard. And when that happens, they show up and they show up in, in numbers that we would never imagine. So that's why with the work we do with at Community Enrichment Project, we wanna make sure everything we do is youth-led, youth-centered, so that we can ensure that we really do have have, um, the type of youth involvement and engagement that we're looking to see. So um, yeah, from my experience working with youth for, I mean, now, even before CEP, I think collectively it's it's over 10 years of youth development work that I've been doing. Um, Young people really do care about their communities. They, They care about their peers and their neighbors. They just want opportunities to show up the way they feel most comfortable um, and where they can they can do things that genuinely touch their hearts, that are connected to their passions and interests. Um, and we just try to make sure that they have all of the support in order to make that happen. And I think that's why we've seen the success that we have with the work that we do. Um, I just, I'm, I'm here just giving you snaps, you know, when, um, everything you said is just like so exactly it. Like if you're not willing to meet youth where they are, like yeah, check yourself at the door and reevaluate, right? Like um, you know, helping young people, supporting them, being an ally. Um, I think that's 
any adult that is going into any type of work that's connected with young people really needs to think about where they're where they are um, in their ability to to support youth leadership, right? Having youth-led, youth-centered um, spaces and places. So, yeah, thank you, Lauren. Um, Chikaira, how about? Um, I'm curious about the impacts that that you've had and what you hope to see in the work that you're doing with the Community Enrichment Project. For sure, I feel like working as a youth ambassador and as an intern for the Community Enrichment Project has allowed me to, of course, be that liaison for Lauren and CEP and the youth. So I am kind of the person that's telling Lauren, okay, this is what the youth want, needs to know, or this is what they're inquiring about. How can we inform this, inform this of this, inform them of this, but keep it in an engaging way so that they're not a little like, okay, on top of my schoolwork, I then have to research what this is. So providing them with this information, but in an engaging way so that they can be informed on things that's going on, one, in their district, but also in the nation and globally. So mm. I feel like I've seen that impact and I've seen how during our podcast, also we used, we did like uh, Instagram lives over the summer and engaging the youth via the digital media world where we, they were able to ask us questions live. And we've held a couple of workshops and panels where we've had people of all different ages come and like speak on their experiences and talk about how much the community enrichment project has impacted them and seeing the impact that Lauren has on the community and also myself has been amazing. I think she has made me become very comfortable in being a mentor and being that liaison between her and the community and having my ears to the ground to know what's going on and feeling comfortable enough to speak to the youth about these issues, but feeling confident enough that I'm making a change. And like, I feel like I always was very humble, but Lauren encouraged me to understand that what I do does have an impact. And I'm hoping to lead this next batch of interns and have them feel very empowered and let them leave this internship feeling like they can accomplish anything and take away so much from this experience working with the community enrichment project like I have. So that's what I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping to, um, I know Lauren will continue to lead us on the great path and continue to keep us um, engaged and keeping us enlightened on all things that goes on around the world. And I hope that I can continue to pass that on to our youth. That's beautiful. I love, I love the mentor to mentor to mentor, like and you're <laughs> just building this amazing community of people supporting each other. So that's, that's amazing. We do have to take one more quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Laura and Jakaira. So stay with me on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of 
of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. So we are talking about youth civic engagement and how young people can be authentic catalysts of change um, with our guests today, um, Lauren and Jakaira from the Community Enrichment Project. And and Lauren, um, so obviously we're we're still in the middle of a pandemic. You know, things are you know moving in here in the U.S. and in a better direction. But I'm curious how the pandemic really affected your work at TEP and, and was there an increase in need or what did you see um, due to the pandemic around your work? That is a great question. Um, just, you know, being a, a growing nonprofit and just being a nonprofit to, to begin mm-hmm. with, uh, we, have, we have experienced so, so many changes um, and challenges since the, the pandemic. So um, yes, there was definitely an increase of very personal needs from our youth that we work with and our staff members. So we had a lot of turnover with you know, staff that had different um, personal and, and um, health issues and things like that. Um, our young people were just struggling with the lack of, of physical interaction and connection. You the young people that we work with, we, we tend to see them, you know, in the school setting. And a lot of the support, their support systems are there. They're either with the, the staff members that, that we connect them to, they grow bonds with them um, throughout the programs. And like I said, the staff that they have in their support system at the schools, they, they weren't able to see those faces, those, those friendly faces. They weren't able to, um, you know, divulge different concerns that they may be having in terms of mental health and things like that. So it, it, it was just a lot to try to figure out how do we still show up for them and uh, provide support for them, but virtually, um, it was very difficult. It was very difficult. So we, we had to find ways to, to connect with them. Um, and and the way we did that, we had a lot of the virtual programming, but we started to make sure we had a lot of uh, a lot more mental health checks that we, mm-hmm. we did with them. Um, we started to survey the students and their families to see what additional support they may need. And one thing we, we realized um, was that there were needs for, yes, I mentioned like the mental health support, but then just basic necessities like food. So we started to do local food drives. Um, and I think the, the first year that the pandemic hit, we fed over 300 families throughout the academic school year. Um, so we started to 
to show up in ways for the community that we had not done before, but there was a strong need for it. And the youth wanted to take on these kind of initiatives. Um, so we let them lead the way, but yes. So it, it's it's been, it's been difficult, but I think the silver lining to it all is that we continue to find ways to show up for our youth, show up for the community. And we started to expand some of the work that we were doing in terms of meeting community needs. Talk about um, an ever evolving, right? The pandemic, um, I think, stretched and pushed nonprofits um, in ways that, um, you know, we weren't prepared for, but I think a lot, a lot of organizations were able to like step into spaces that where young people really needed us. And you guys definitely did that. Um, and then even like just to look at food delivery, 300 families, that's, that's huge. You know, when you think about that and just, yeah, I mean, I know um, I'm also wondering, you know, you've been, you're in the DC community, you guys um, were born out of the DC community um, and working on civic engagement. So, you know, your four pillars um, include things that can be scary for adults, right? Like you're in DC, activism isn't exactly like, I think a popular word anywhere when it comes to our political figures, right? Um, advocacy sometimes can be scary in the realm of civic engagement for adults. So I'm just wondering if you um, had some challenges um, working on some of these issues, not necessarily with the young people, but maybe with other adults. <laughs> mm. And and if so, like how how have you how have you addressed that? That is true. So um, sometimes in terms of you know general challenges that we face, this work in general is not easy to do. Like it's not it's not always easy for adults to take on the roles of being an advocate for their community um, mm -hmm. or to, to take on these you know activist positions and things like that because sometimes there are quite a bit of you know negative connotations with, with this work. But what we do is to try to make sure we focus on what is the mission here? What is what is the mission? The focus is on uplifting and enriching communities that are in need, period. And to do that through um, empowering youth. So if we make sure we always come back to whatever our center is, then we can kind of dispel any of the negative connotations that come along with um, certain types of political participation and things like that. Um, so yes, stay centered. That that has been <laughs> staying centered has been really helpful to this kind of work. And then we have adults sometimes that can be naysayers. The youth are always aware of this. They don't think that this kind of work is where you should be. They want you to just focus on their education and you know just stay in their place, stay in their lane, so to speak. Yep. But yep. that that's unfortunate because our youth they they're amazing they have so many skills that adults do not always um you know give them credit for we consider them experts so exactly we, yeah we look to them to tell us what is actually going on in their communities um to tell us what they think is working and not working they can also share with us different ideas for creating change because adults don't always have the answer 
And that's why I really consider myself and the other older you know, staff members that we have on our team, we consider ourselves allies. We're here in the fight with them. When you know, we try to work as laterally as possible instead of it being more of a, a hierarchy where we're just telling them what to do. If anything, we, we share frameworks with them. We, we share ideas with them, but we want it to be reciprocal. We want everyone to be working together toward the greater good. Um, so, you know, the challenges are there, but hopefully we're creating this, you know, sort of bubble where you feel that they can be free and show up and, 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 and be authentic, be their authentic selves. That's, um, I love that. I love, um, that I love that idea of like the centering, right? Like, what is it that we're actually trying to do here? Because, you know, there are, there are, um, organizations, people out there that will take when, when we start to talk about empowering young people um, that really are afraid, right? <laughs> like they're afraid of the change that the young people wanna bring and um, how you're describing tackling that um, is, is very well put about centering it back and focusing on the young people. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so Shakira, I'm going to come back to you. Um, so I was thinking about, um, so you, you were, um, you were an intern and, um, now you're moving into a mentor position and, um, some of the other things that, you know, you, the person with many hats. So I'm curious about, um, what kind of new skills that you've developed because of your role with CEP? Yeah, for sure. Um, wearing the, the multiple hats of an intern and youth ambassador has been an amazing privilege. I love working with the Community Enrichment Project. Um, working with Lauren in particular, she has provided me with a space to grow as a digital creator and graphic designer, but also perfect my soft skills such as time management and being more organized, but taking on a new role as being a leader and learning to be a mentor for those in a community that look like me. And she, because she has provided me this safe space to grow and learn, I have become an overall better woman because of this experience. And she has allowed me these opportunities to do interviews like this. So that has helped me with my public speaking skills and I continue to be able to engage the community. So being working with the Community Enrichment Project has provided me with so many skills that I will take with me for the rest of my life. And I'm looking forward to new skills I'll continue to obtain as I continue to work with Lauren and the Community Enrichment Project. That's awesome. So Lauren, you obviously have a, um, a great um, person in Jakaira. And I'm curious, you know, listening to her, like, what is, what do you hope for, for the future of the Community Enrichment Project? And how are you going to continue to lift up the power of young people? Okay, yes. First of all, I just want to say, um, young people like Jakaira really give me life, so to speak, like they keep me going, <laughs> because um, nonprofit work within itself, you know, can, can be difficult at times. But Again, if you just stay centered and really think about the people that you're impacting, if you think about the work that you're here to do, it just it just brings me great joy. So um, it's always it's always worth it. But um, in terms of like where we really see the community enrichment project going in the future, we want to continue to work with youth, right, and 
and encourage them to be leaders in their communities. But we're really trying to build out on this idea of civic engagement. So over the course of the pandemic, another thing that really happened is from us being virtual, I feel like it really, it really gave everyone a sense of, I mean, this is, you know, around the world that there are no borders. When you think of global um, and international work, it's only a reality because there are so many connections taking place all over the world. And so, you know, from all of these Zoom meetings and WebEx and Teams and everything else, these, these meetings that I was starting to have with, with uh, uh, different uh, professionals and experts everywhere, I thought we need our young people doing the exact same thing. We need them to be prepared for the global, the, the global world that we live in. So not only do we want to, moving forward, really focus on local uh, civic engagement, we want our young people to really have a sense of their place in the world. We want them to be, uh, be prepared to be global citizens and mm -hmm. to have the global competencies ne needed in order to, to do this kind of civic engagement work on a larger scale and also just to prepare them for real life after high school, after college, um, they're, they're going to need this. And again, a lot of the young people we work with are from communities that have a lot of challenges. Um, they, they need a lot of extra support. They don't always get these opportunities. And so, for example, the, the young people we work with in Washington, D.C., we don't we don't want them to get stuck in the uh, a silo where they don't recognize that there's this whole world out there, um, but these virtual opportunities really give them the chance to see other young people that uh, experience themes, things similar to them that they would never expect. So, you know, through some of the virtual exchange work that we do, the young people may have a common interest that they, they would not expect. They may have common um, issues, community issues that they can connect on that they would not have known about otherwise. So uh, we want to do a lot more of that. Uh, and so far it's, it's really going in a good direction. We're making amazing uh, partnerships and connections abroad and it's exciting. That's wonderful. And yeah, we all need to become those global citizens that you were talking about. Uh, we do have to take one last short break, and then when we come back, we're going to get some final reflections from our guests today. So stay with me, Amy Muirs, on the power of young people to change the world. And remember to follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at NYLC.org. We'll be right back. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, 
tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So in our last few minutes together, um, I really want to get some final reflections from each of you. You both have such amazing stories to share and such great work that's happening. And so Lauren, like what, what's some final, um, some thoughts that you want to share with our listeners, some advice or something that you want them to think about um, when they're working with young people? Yes. Okay. So, um, I guess the first thing I would say, most of, most of, you know, my advice is to adult allies at, you know, right now in, in the space that I'm in, because I, I know that the young people mean well, and they want to show up in their communities, but they just need, they need a, a little extra support from, from us, from, the older generations that are in the communities, um, from the adults that constantly engage with them. So my advice is to support them, support our young people, listen to them, make sure they feel heard. Just consider how you felt as a teenager or a young adult. What do you wish adults um, would have done or said or provided you so that you could you know, be, be your best self? Um, that's what we're here for. We have to do everything we can to nurture the next generation. I like to say that, you know, they're not the leaders of tomorrow. They're the leaders of today. They're the experts of today. And we really, really need to do all that we can to um, just love on them and be there for them. That's what they deserve. So um, my advice is, is to make sure we do everything we can as adults to pour into our young people. And to just keep in mind that they they are actual leaders of right now, and we're going to be depending on them to make sure our communities continue to get everything they need, you know, in, in future decades. They're, they're setting the stage for future generations. We really have to keep uh, our mindset on what role we're playing on the future. That's wonderful. And I keep coming back to, um, you've said several times that young people are experts. And um, for those who may be listening or, you know, who are thinking, really? Yes, yes, they are, right? They really are experts. They have access to more information. They understand what's happening in their communities more than I think any other generation that's come before. And so I just, I just felt the need to underscore that because I think as adults, we think, oh, they can't, they're not experts. They don't, you know, they don't have experience. They don't actually, yeah, they, they do. <laughs> they, they, they can and are experts, especially when it comes to their lived experiences, what's happening in their community and the amount of 
information that they have access to. Um, the young people that I've had the amazing opportunity um, to, to work alongside, um, they're just in a different space than I think other generations were before them. So um, just wanted to underscore that expert piece. Jakaira, <laughs> um, um, reflection from you, kind of, well, reflection um, and also like, what's the best way for young people to get involved with your organization as well? For sure, I feel like the Community Enrichment Project, we try our best to empower the youth and to encourage them and support them in all that they want to do and tell them that, of course, there is a way for you to do this and provide them with the resources they'll need to acquire that goal. I think if you feel like you align with these this mission and these beliefs, you should definitely check us out. We are at the CEPDC on all social media platforms. And you can check us out on the website at www.thecepdc.org. And we really look forward to working with you all, especially our youth and adult allies. And we're looking forward to the change that we can inspire if we all continue to work together. Thanks, Chakaira. So I do have one more question for you, Lauren. I'm gonna come back to, um, I think it connects to um, you know thinking about young people as experts. But when you when you um, started in this work, like how has has your work how has the, your work with DEP and the founding of this organization really changed your view of young people and the community? Uh, so yeah, my my perspective has changed quite a bit. I always um, knew that young people, if they if they had the right kind of support and if under the right circumstances um, that they will be the type of leaders that, you know, we tend to celebrate historically, but not always in the moment. So it's just been rewarding to see through this, um, you know, the service learning, the project-based project learning work that we do, the civic engagement and everything to see youth authentically flourish in, in the communities that we work in. It's just, it's been rewarding to see them just kind of grow and um, connect in ways to the community that you would not expect, that they weren't always expecting. The work that we do, we, we make sure we start out by reaching youth where they are, seeing what their interests and passions are, having them do a little bit of, you know, intrapersonal work so that they can identify what their skill sets are, see what they can bring to the table, so to speak, and they, they really take an ownership of what it means to be um, engaged in their community. So that has been a true blessing. Um, it's always amazing to see young people who may be shy or hesitant to consider themselves activists or advocates and to take on some of these uh, leadership roles and, and do this kind of work to come out of their shell um, where the, however they want to. They don't necessarily have to, you know, march down the street with the picket sign or something like that. You know, a lot of times you, we have these stereotypes about what advocacy work looks like, but it comes in all different forms. And it is, is always amazing to see the different ways that our youth creatively come up with ways that they can show up in their communities and, you know, for the people that they, they represent and that they have connections to. So 
that has been amazing. And I'm just always in awe of our young people. So I'm, I'm just dedicated to this work and it's truly been um, an honor to be in this space. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just ready for whatever the next chapter holds for us and for our young people. Thank you so much, Lauren. Um, I just wanna thank both of you, Lauren, Jakaira, um, for being on the show today. Um, for sharing your passion and your journey with us and for everything you're doing to support the um, not only the DC community, but the international community as well. And a huge congratulations for five years of amazing work. Um, again, you can learn more about the Community Enrichment Project by visiting their website at www.thecepdc.org. So next week, we have another great show lined up. So we have the 2022 Service Learning Practitioner Leadership Award winner, Anna Edlin. Um, she'll be on the show along with her fourth graders from Eastern Carver Elementary School. Trust me, this is going to be a great one. You don't want to miss it. Anna is amazing. Um, and the work she's doing with those young people um, will be will inspire you. Um, I also just wanna do a quick shout out. Um, if you're looking for some great service learning resources, you can visit NYLC store and download any of our engaged handbooks on um, the sustainable development goals. Um, we wanna thank the Charles Stewart Mott Foundation for their support of creating these great lesson plans that will help young people investigate um, what's happening in their community, plan and prepare on how they're gonna take action get involved in taking action in their community, demonstrating those learnings and results while reflecting throughout their experience. Um, lastly, I wanna put a plug in for NYLC's next gathering. Our Youth Advisory Council is hosting a free two-day virtual youth leadership summit on June 17 and 18. So um, it's available for all youth, no matter where you live. Um, last year when we did it, we had over 800 young people from around the globe. So visit nylc.org, click on events at the very top and register. Um, it's gonna be an amazing event. And of course, always mark your calendars for Thursdays at six o'clock Eastern. Um, and until next week, we invite you to join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the power of young people to change the world. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world.